Welcome to the Water Cooler Talk podcast presented by the Scarsdale A School. I'm your host, Will Bunzel. I'm Max Maddie. We're going to be predicting the, all the awards at the end of the NFL season, as well as who we, which coaches we think are going to go to each team. There's a lot of head coaching vacancies, and we're going to try and see if we can get them all right. And then we're going to predict the wild card for this weekend. So yeah. I think we can jump into it. Yeah, also a fun little tidbit. Uh, this year is Tom Brady's first year in his 21-year career making the playoffs as a wild card. Yeah, uh, that's wild. Yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into it. MVP. All right, MVP. I think for me this is an obvious one. I think Aaron Rodgers for sure. I mean, 50, 51 touchdowns, 4,300 yards, only five interceptions. Interception percentage is less than one percent. I mean, he's he played unreal this year. I think that them drafting Jordan Love was like motiv- like motivated him them to just, him to just like go insane, which he did. And yeah, I don't know. I don't think there's much more to it besides that. Yeah, I agree with you. I wrote Allen, but I think Rogers deserves it. He, I mean, you can't deny the amount of touchdowns he's thrown for. Um, although Josh Allen does have more yards than him this year, passing, and also total yards, he probably has like 700 more. But I mean, Rodgers threw what five picks? Yeah, yeah, and you can't deny that. And with the weapons he has, yeah, like they're not crazy. So I mean, other than other than Devontae, but yeah, I mean, he made the fact that he, he kind of made Devontae like crazy. Yeah, and he also made Robert Tanyan like a. Good tight end, which is wild. Yeah. All right. Offensive rookie of the year. This is kind of a two-horse race right now between Herbert and Justin Jefferson. But I think Justin Jefferson just edges Herbert just based off the fact that no wide rookie wide receiver is has ever received for more yards, 1,400. And that's a pretty wild for me. Obviously, Herbert had a record-setting rookie year as quarterback, too. But how many – rookie quarterbacks are going out there and doing what he's doing. So, yeah, I mean, I just think Justin Jefferson slightly edges him out. He was, he had such an exciting year. And to think that he was passed up by all those teams who, like the Raiders and the Eagles, who drafted other receivers, it's pretty funny to me. Eagles drafted after the pick after, I think. No, before. The pick – oh, yeah, it was actually the pick before. No, yeah, Jalen Rager. Yeah, um – yeah, I agree with you. I think Herbert probably would have won it any other year, but um, 4,000 yards, it's crazy, right? Even though Herbert set the record for most passing touchdowns and maybe yards too by Ricky QB. Maybe, I'm not sure. Um, he definitely set the touchdown record, but I mean, that's awesome. But I think, yeah, um, Justin Jefferson just already being an elite level receiver in his first year, especially when he was like the fourth or fifth receiver picked. Yeah. He was yeah I mean, this receiver class was loaded. Yeah. All right. We got defensive rookie of the year. I don't think there's much to talk about in this one. Chase Young. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he was yeah. disruptive. He got to the passer a bunch of times on a talented D line. So he was. Splitting sacks with other people. Yep. Yeah. Um, offensive player of the year. Yeah. We both wrote Derrick Henry because he – yeah, I think 2,000 yards speaks for itself. Um, Especially uh, today. 
if Rodgers ends up winning the MVP, I think Josh Allen. I think it'll be like 50-50 between Josh Allen and Derrick Henry. Mm-hmm. So yeah. we'll see. I mean, my thing is just like franchise running backs are dying a dozen today. And the fact that he's just going out there in a pass-heavy pass heavy league and putting up 2,000 yards is nuts to me. I was, I, was just, I was just so impressed by him this year. And just the other thing that impressed me is the gap between him and the second most rushing yards in Dalvin Cook, which is which was well, he, ran, he ran for 250 in the last week. So yeah, I was him credit, but at the same time, it's like take that one game out. And he's, it looks like he's having like a good season, but nothing great, like nothing insane. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, no, also like the running back, there's less value in it. Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. QB, you need QB, not a running back. That's but look, like, I, I mean, I still picked him, so mm-hmm. not denying that. Uh, defensive player of the year, I said Xavier and Howard because he had 10 picks. Um, and I think that's the first double digit. That's the first time anyone's had 10 picks in a single season since Cromarty, Antonio Cromarty, when he was on the Chargers. Mm-hmm. So I'd been at least 10 years ago. I mean, there's, there's, it's a little bit tainted in my opinion, because that last one, but it's still- uh, the last pick, yeah, against Bart, yeah, his last pick was his t- the tenth interception was against Matt Barkley in the second half of the week seventeen Bills Dolphins blowout. Um, so I mean, you can make your make an argument that you know, but I, he's still up nine, like. Mm. Yeah, I mean, still. I, mean, I hate the Dolphins, but I, I'm gonna. I, mean, I gotta give him credit. Yeah, it's still an insane year for me. I think it's T.J. Watt. Uh, he led the league in sacks and TFLs by a pretty wide margin. Besides Aaron Donald, I'd love to see Aaron Donald win just because the narrative. Go D line. I don't know. I think that's cool. But T.J. Watt had 15 sacks, 23 TFLs. Aaron Donald had a sack and a half less than him. I mean, he he hit the quarterback 40 times. I mean, pretty ridiculous year, and he's only 26, so he's only getting better. Uh, next, we got Coach of the Year. I think I'm going to go Kevin Stefanski here, just considering that, yeah, they had a talented roster last year, but they needed someone to put it to get, put it all together, be a leader, establish some sort of culture. I mean, it was a mess. The Browns just – it was just – a mess and yeah, but Baker Mayfield needed a coach like that. Turn it around. I think that anyone with any half decent coach would be able to do that. I think just Freddie Kitchens was way over his head in over his head. And I think that like, obviously it was a mess, but I think it was just like any decent level-headed coach probably would have been able to um, like kind of write the ship. And Although, like, while he has done good with Baker and stuff, and I, I, I do applaud him. I think he has done a really good job. I think that, like, like I said like before, like, I feel like any decent, like, level hoodie coach would be able to do this with the Browns given their roster. So that's where it kind of – that's kind of a deal breaker for me. And I put Sean McDermott just because even though the Bills were already good, they – I mean, so the, love, the step that they took this year was even great. Like, you know, we haven't seen that step from becoming a good solid team to like an elite team since maybe like, I don't know, Chiefs a couple of years ago once Mahomes started starting or like, I mean, it, although it wasn't sustained, the Rams a couple of years ago. I mean, like, that, that was monumental. 
because well, yeah. yeah, they were like good already, and then they like you know built this insane stacked roster. Because and then McVay was like you know coach of the year, and like everyone's talking about it. It just gives me similar vibes. Yeah. Um, yeah. All right, a little bit of a pivot to uh, coaching carousel predictions. Starting out with my very own New York Jets. I wrote Arthur Smith because I feel like we're going to – I like, I don't want Arthur Smith at all. I think that my hierarchy, all three of these guys, I don't think are going. But I think I'd want Eric Bieniemy one, Brian Dable, two, who I think is – there's no chance he goes. And then Joe Brady, three. Yeah, there's no chance he goes to the Jets. Yeah. I'm Joe sorry, Brady. Will. He's yeah. not going to y'all bum out. So. <laughs> sorry. Joe Brady, three. I just think that we're going to end up with Arthur Smith, unfortunately. He had a decent – I mean, obviously, Titans offense speaks for itself, but I don't think that that is necessarily because of his doing. And I think that just running it to Derrick Henry doesn't give you the recognition to get a head coaching job and rebuild a team. But he can be good. I could be wrong. Yeah, um – so I didn't even list anyone for the Jets job because I seriously don't know who they're going to go with. I think their best case scenario would be Dayball, but she's not going there. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they should also they should they need to get a culture guy, which Dayball would be, or Matt Campbell is that type of guy. Um, I think they're going to end up going. Actually, I really don't know who they're going to end up going with. Yeah, but, I mean, I'd love Matt Campbell, but yeah. Yeah, I seriously don't know who the Jets are going to go with. I'm just going to – also, cool pictures come out of Bill's practice today. It looks like Cole Beasley actually looks good to play. He's dropping an album, right? He dropped a single uh, on mid- today, midnight, or last night, midnight. <laughs> um, yeah, no, but he was, like, week to week. He, he hurt his knee, a like, black, black, not the Dolphins game, but the game before he hurt his knee. Mm-hmm. That's why we signed. I don't know if that's exactly why we signed Kenny Stills, but now it looks like they're all out there together and our receivers, bro. Like, here, look, wow, look, Stills is eighty, uh, Diggs fourteen, Gabe Davis thirteen, Beasley eleven, and then John Browns is not even in the picture, and that's Isaiah cool. McKenzie, like, insane. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be wild. Insane. All right, Texans. Texans. Um, for this one, I put – oh, I didn't even – no, I put. I think it's going to be Joe Brady. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my answer. Cause... I think it's going to be Joe Brady because um, I think they wanted a offensive guy, and I think they're not going to get one of the top, top candidates just because they're given their situation. They don't have first-round picks, and they don't have cap space at all. But I think, obviously, Joe Brady, like, is a good candidate. I just don't think they're going to get, like, uh, like, the enemy or, like, one of the, you know, the highest. Yeah, I mean, they didn't even interview the enemy. Yeah, they actually didn't interview him. Uh, I pointed that out last night. Yeah. I was, I was that was Will's that. original pick, but. Um, but yeah, yeah. Oh, Joe Brady, too. I agree with that. Yeah, I think it's going to be Joe Brady. I also said they, they interviewed him. and went, I heard it, went, like, it said that they went well. It went well, so. Yeah, I mean, I like Joe. I think Joe Brady is going to be an outstanding coach in the future. But, yeah. Uh, 
Falcons, I'm going to go with a little bit of a hot take here. I think that there's – while this is, the odds are really stacked against this, if it becomes right, then I'm going to feel like an NFL insider for saying this. But I think that the Falcons are going to go Raheem Morris. I think that he did a good job with – after Dan Quinn was fired, with just kind of riding the ship. Like, like I don't know, just motivating the guys a little bit to just go out there and get a solid win. And I think he wasn't bad for that end of the season as a head coach. And, yeah, I mean, I think that would be pretty cool. But, I, obviously, I don't think that's going to happen. Yeah. Um, I, I would agree. I think Raheem Morris would be a good candidate. But I also think that they could really just go any, like, offensive guy. Mm-hmm. And they'll be fine. And I think they're going to go be enemy here. Um, yeah. Uh, Lions. I we both put Robert Sala here. Obviously, Robert Sala had a crazy, yeah. crazy time with the. From what I've heard, yeah. From what I've heard, it, it's it, like the Lions want him pretty badly. Uh, I think, and I think he's their type of coach. They always go with a defensive guy. Yeah, I mean, he he's a character. He brings the energy. Also. Yeah. His his D line with the Niners played a pivotal role in their Super Bowl run last year, and yeah, I mean that, that D line. I think it was obviously they had talent. They had DeForest, DeForest Buckner, Eric Armstead, Joey Bosa, but yeah, I don't know. I think it was, it was pretty sick. Uh, Jaguars. What do you got here? Jaguars. I put Urban Meyer. I think they're gonna throw him some money. I think they're going to throw him 12 mil per year um, to get him out of retirement. Uh, Shad Khan is just going to wave him money. They're going to they're going to make a big splash to pair with Trevor Lawrence. Yeah, I would. That would be super cool. Even though I'm a Michigan fan and I hate Urban Meyer, uh, I think that the one thing is, if he was serious about his medical retirement, if he wasn't serious about his medical retirement which was, as it seems, like a pretty serious position, then I think he would have stayed at Ohio State if he wasn't 100% committed to just staying as, like, an analyst role at Fox. And for that reason, I don't know. I could be totally wrong, but I think the odds of him returning to a head coaching job, if he's serious about how bad coaching is for his heart or whatever it is, then I don't think he'll go back in for – at least a couple more years. For that reason, I put Matt Campbell. I like Matt Campbell, and I'd love to see him as a Jet. But I think that Trevor Lawrence and, like, a lot a boatload of picks in the future is an attractive landing spot for anyone. And he's someone who's going to establish culture, as you said, on, like, a dead roster. I think he's, he's going to do a good job there if he goes there. All right, Chargers. We both put Brian Dable. Why do you think it's Brian Dable, Max? <laughs> this is for like the third time. Um, <laughs> the Chargers GM Tom Telesco and Bills offensive coordinator Brian Dayball both went to the same high school in the Buffalo area. Um, at the same time, they played football together, so they know each other. Um, I think it's just match like just a perfect match like there there's already familiarity there um they have an off they have a good roster in place already 
if Dayball's leaving the Bills, he's going to want to go to an already pretty established team. You know, I don't think he's going to go from a top two, three team in the league where he's running the offense um, to like a you know trash team. I feel like if he's going to make this move, he's going to go to an already set roster with a QB, and the Chargers have both those things and a really good QB in Herbert, who's coming off his rookie year. I think it's yeah, I think it's the perfect. And if from coming from a Bills fan, if I had to pick any team for Dayball to leave to, it would be the Chargers. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, my thing is Herbert. What's so impressive is he was playing with someone that was basically coaching against him, Anthony Lynn. Anthony Anthony yeah. Lynn was pretty awful, so that that made it even more impressive. All right, pivoting to wild card predictions. First up, we got Bills Colts. I think I know where Max is going with this one. But. Yeah, um, well, uh, being a Bills fan, I'm also, like, definitely nervous about this game. Like, last year we were up 16 at half and lost an OT. I mean, obviously, I think it's going to be – I predicted Bills, and I think we're going to win. But, man, I'm just so nervous. Yeah. Uh, this will be a test for them. I think they'll – they can easily uh, – We've looked really, really – we've been the hottest team in the league. We've looked really, really good, and I think this is going to be a good opponent. Um, someone that's not, like, top, top tier, but, like, definitely mm. the upper half of the league. Um, I mean, they have the hottest rush offense in the league. So. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, they just play the Jaguars. <laughs> I mean, obviously give them credit, but, I mean, their pass offense isn't that good. Mm-hmm. And their defense started the year off. I mean, their pass, pass offense is horrible. Yeah, yeah. Rivers is a noodle arm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Bills are going to clamp them. The yeah, day. yeah, they're going to – yeah, exactly. And then I think the Colts on defense looked really good in the beginning of the season. But um, recently they haven't looked that good, actually. I mean, I'm not – knock on wood. I'm, I mean, it might just be statistically. But second half of the season, their pass defense really started lacking because – they be they, the thing with the Colts I think is that they get a lot of pressure but they don't hit they don't like finish off sacks like they don't finish off plays with sacks they just get a lot of pressure. Mm-hmm. I mean they have DeForest Buckner who yeah but they can't like finish off and then um it messes with their coverage because they have to like because they can't cut can't get home on their sacks then the coverage gets messed up and they, I don't know. Yeah. So that's what I think has been happening in the second half of the season with the Colts. It's just what I've read just during game previews and stuff but I, I think the Bills will be able to handle them yeah I think they'll I think they'll get one get a win there yeah I, I agree with you I All mean right. it also looks like Beasley we weren't expecting Cole Beasley to play um he's practicing today so and we just signed Kenny Stills I don't know it's gonna be crazy just go five wide yeah oh my god also you guys have Zach Moss and Devin Singletary yeah, we don't even use them. <laughs> Dude, we used Antonio Williams, who's an undrafted practice squad running back last week, and he had 68 yards and two touchdowns. It's wild. Yeah, like, <laughs> like, crazy. Yeah. All right, we also, got – Wait, this is also – sorry, last thing. This is also really cool. Gabe Davis, who's the Bills – At a UCF. At a UCF. He's the Bills – he was the Bills' fourth-round pick this year. I think he's, he's the fourth receiver on the depth chart, maybe fifth now with Kenny Stills. And he put up 600 yards and seven touchdowns this year, being the fourth or fifth receiver on the depth chart. And that would have been 
tops in both of those for receivers on our team two years ago. Like, that would have been – yeah. Which is just crazy. Air raid. Yep. Okay, next game is Rams versus Seahawks. Um, you know, we'll, put, we'll pick the Seahawks. I think I'm going to have to agree with him. Although I think it's going to be close because the Rams' defense is really good. And Aaron Donald, we all know, is disruptive and is always going to put his – impose his will on the game. But I think that there's just too much uncertainty with the Rams at QB right now. Mm-hmm. Um, even if Goff can start, like even before when he before he got here, he wasn't looking good. Like, um, so I feel like I just can't see them putting up up enough points. But I can just see them trying to slow down the Seahawks as long as they can. But I think the Seahawks are going to pull it out. I see two outcomes here. One. Russ, Russ just can't handle the pressure of the Rams like the last time they met, or two times ago, beginning of the season. And it just becomes like a low-scoring defensive game because the Seahawks have – their defense was abysmal at the beginning of the year. But they've kind of sped it up. Or I just see Russ just throwing bombs to DK all game, which is pretty unlikely. I think this is going to be a low-scoring game, but I think the Hawks are going to get a win here. Uh, obviously, they look terrible their first time playing them. That's because DK was completely locked down by Jalen Ramsey. But, yeah, they were able to work around it in the second game. And, yeah, I don't know. John Wolford didn't look terrible last time. but Right, but the Seahawks defense, yeah, well, Seahawks defense. they've been kind of hot recently, and I feel like they're not, like, amazing, but I feel like they'll just be flying around the field, be super hyped, like, fired up. And, I, uh, yeah, I think it'll be too much for him. Mm-hmm. All right, we got – Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. I'd put the the Buccaneers on upset alert here, but that's just a really hot take because Tom Brady is the GOAT and he's still slinging it at 43 years old. And, yeah, I don't know. I think that the Buccaneers have a solid O-line to combat. For Buccaneers football team? Yeah. Um, I agree with you. I think there could be – there's a slight chance of upset, but I, I think the Buccaneers' talent just outweighs football. the football team's talent. Um, I think that the football team will have a lot of trouble score trying to score points, even though this Buccaneers' defense isn't, like, insane. I think they're definitely not bad. Um, top Probably uh, top half of the league. Um, and I think that – while the def- Washington football team's defense will give Brady some problems, I think that um, the talent on the Buccaneers' side just outweighs it. I mean, but we can see an upset here, but I think for making rational picks, you have to go with the Buccaneers. Yeah, that, I said that when you were on the phone. I said they're going to have trouble scoring. I also said that the part that the football team really needs to be moving is the defensive line, and obviously they're going to – get to Tom Brady a bunch of times, but Buccaneers have a really, really good line. They have Ryan Jensen, Tristan Wirfs. I think that if they get – if the Buccaneers get that pass rush under control, then they're just going to be throwing bombs all game to their really deep receiving core. AB's turned it on as of late. And, yeah, I think they'll get a pretty sizable one here. Yeah. All right, on to the Sunday games. One o'clock, Ravens-Titans. This is going to be a close one. Uh, obviously a rematch of last year's last year's wild card game. Uh, I think that the Ravens can win here. Titans are a little overrated just because of what Derrick Henry's done, but they've been they've been they've been pretty. They have AJ Brown and Corey Davis, obviously, but 
they've been pretty one-dimensional in the playoffs with Derrick Henry. And I think that if the Ravens could just figure out how to suppress that, then they can get a win here. They Lamar Jackson, people are sleeping on him. I don't know why. Won an MVP last year. He's had a great – he's had a good year. And I mean, his MVP year wasn't even as good as Josh Allen's year this year, so whatever. But um, uh, <laughs> he thinks about the Bills. Yeah, I always think about the Bills. But um, what was I gonna say? Uh, I think the Ravens are really hot right now. The Titans are a bit overrated. I agree with you. I think. I mean, they also beat the Ravens in the playoffs last year, so we know the Titans. Are capable. They're, yeah, they're capable, but they're, they're definitely capable of turning it on. But I feel like even though they played Green Bay and like it was Green Bay, they still got like blown out. And I think like I just think the Titans' defense hasn't looked strong enough. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I think this game is kind of hard to predict because last year we would have said Ravens by a billion and they ended up losing. So mm-hmm. obviously it's a little different this year. The Ravens aren't the team they were last year in terms of seeding and hype and, like, you know, breakout season type, you know. But mm-hmm. I think – I don't know. Bears Saints, I think these are two teams that are going to absolutely suck next year. Do you think the Saints aren't, aren't going to be good next year either? I don't know. I just think that it's – Well, yeah, I think Breeze is retiring. Yeah. So, I think it's just going to be hard to recover from that. Obviously, they have Taysom Hill, but who knows. I just think that they're not going to be anywhere near playoff contention next year. Same as the Bears, because Allen Robinson's going to be a jet, knock on wood. And he's pretty much, besides David Montgomery, who's been in, has been tearing it up as of late, they kind of don't have an offense outside Allen Robinson. Yeah, the Bears should not have no business being in the playoffs. I think the Saints will win easily. Especially because their quarterback was. Yeah, they have. They have no team in the NFL that can clinch a playoff victory by a blowout loss to the Packers besides the Bears, which is just hilarious to me. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Browns-Steelers last game. Uh, I think, you know, I think the Steelers, because you watch, you watch that Week 17 game, the Browns needed to win. And they were playing against Mason Rudolph. And they won by two points. Mm-hmm. I don't think the Steelers are very good. I just don't think the Browns are very good either. And I think the Steelers will come out with the win. Yeah, I mean, I think both of these teams are going to look pretty awful. I think the Steelers are just going to look slightly less awful. So, yeah, agreed. Yeah. I'd have to say Steelers on this one. Yeah, definitely. That wraps up this episode. Tune in Friday. We're going to be potentially reacting to the all first team all pro, depending on when that comes out. And yeah. we're going to be thinking of other things to do, but it's going to be a fun one. So tune in. Yeah. And in, a, in another episode or two, we'll have the results from the first playoff weekend. And yeah, we'll, we'll discuss go. that. Yeah. Look out for a mock draft soon coming up. That'll be a fun one, too. Thanks for watching. Bye.